Welcome to to Amplify and Align. I am Michalina. And I'm Stacey. Why are we here? To break the rules, to share our wisdom and to disrupt an industry. We work with coaches, healers and leaders who are ready to turn their mission into a business that creates impact and freedom. Together, we bring over 20 years of experience to this space. I am the Amplify with proven systems and strategies to help you get your message out to the right audience. And I am the Align with processes and practices to help you through the inner shifts that become your external breakthroughs. We always joke that together we make the perfect coach. Which isn't surprising as we are sisters. So what can you expect from our podcast? The truth about the transformations needed to create your success. Soul-led strategies you can implement. And a sprinkle of astrology and spiritual strategy. And we're going to be pretty honest. We will be breaking down a lot of the truths and busting myths about the coaching industry. We want to invite you into the conversation with us. Are you ready to align your energies and amplify your success? Let's go. Welcome back. And here we are at episode two. And this is where it gets really exciting because we've closed off the introductions. You know who we are. And now we can dive into the many, many topics. We're excited to have conversations with you about. Oh, yeah. So we had a bit of a lengthy discussion about what episode should be number two. And we actually decided that even though we're going to go into great detail into so many different subjects today, we're just going to go over a whole bunch of stuff that irks us uh, because we are kind of known as the, the rebels of our industry. We do like to shake things up and we have got strong opinions about how things are done and how we would like to see them done. And so today we're just having a really open conversation. We have no plans, no idea about where this is going to go. We just wanted to sit down and say, this is our industry and this is what we have to put up with. And yeah, like we want things to change. So we are going to go into each of these in other episodes in more detail for you guys. One of the core things that... All of the issues that we see out there is deception. There is so much deception in this world of business, even in spiritual entrepreneurship. Most of what's happening out there in the world is based in that deception of people saying the things that aren't really true, people making promises that aren't able to be fulfilled, people sharing about business in a way that inspires people to buy from them, but doesn't really mean that they can do this in the way that they're saying they are doing it themselves. And we talk about that Mm. often. Oh, yeah. Like, we love to have a good bitch about the industry. Uh, So welcome on in to our phone call. (laughs) Uh, Like, one of the things that came to mind while you were saying that, M was um, this whole idea out there of these social media coaches that are taking photos on the beach or living in Bali. And they're saying that they're working 10 hours a week and that business just flocks to them and they're making, like, good 20K a month. that's also another subject that I hate is the the terms of how you know coaches make money. But this whole idea that these coaches are working 10 hours or less in their business and actually having really good success in that business is just so fake. It's so much bull. So what you don't see 
is that they've been in business for five plus years and they have actually done those foundational activities, those processes to be able to grow their network to where it is now. What Mm. they don't show you is how much they have, have invested into their business, into themselves. What they're not telling you is that they haven't built their business on the law of attraction and gratitude. Those <laughs> That's things a big sound really nice. They do. We all want that to work. But the reality is so very, very different to the promises made out there. Ooh, and it's really yeah. deceptive. Yeah. The, the thing about it is as well, like they've got assistants, they've got marketing people, they've got OBMs, they've got all this stuff in the background because they have built their business. Now, yeah, they can work 10 hours a week, but they've also got a team behind them working 30 plus hours a week beyond that as well. So I think that that is one thing that grinds my gears. And I have had clients in the past that tell their audience how little they're working. But I know from working with them that behind the scenes, they are flogging it. They are absolutely flogging it to set up systems um, behind the scenes so that eventually they can get to that point. But the fact that they're selling that as how they're building their business, I find that, yeah, that one of those things that is is quite deceptive. I'm a really passionate person and I can get really fired up about these topics. I don't get attached to them, but I also see how a lot of women and spiritual leaders are being misled and investing thousands and tens of thousands of dollars in these false promises because the reality is you will need to work in your business. You will need to work and it takes effort to build those foundations which allow you to go and create a lifestyle that allows you to have weeks where you work 10 hours. Mm. Another thing that I see that isn't being spoken about is 10-hour weeks are settling into what you have created and it's not investment in growth. So if you're really happy with where your business is, if you're really happy with the amount of income you're making, you could probably work 10 hours a week for the rest of your life. But If you're wanting to expand your range of impact, if you're wanting to make more money than you do now, then that is going to require time. It's going to require energy. And at some point, you can start to use money to replace those elements of your business where you can start to pay people to do the things that you don't want to do. Absolutely. The one other thing about this subject, which makes me giggle because I am like a powerful freaking manifester. Like we joke about this all the time, but if I want something, it just happens. And like, I like just, I have so many hilarious stories about manifestation, but in business, there is a difference between manifestation and just knowing that things will work out and manifestation from a point where you're putting that energy into the business. So the universe actually (laughs) gives you the things you want. You can't just create a vision board and think I'm going to have all of the success and, and sit there and then sit back and not actually take any action as uh, one one huge part of that as well. These are practices that are nice in theory and they can inspire you, but that inspiration has a small range. And again, even though I work with spiritual strategies, even though I talk about energetics, I am not in denial that action is required. The amount of hours that 
I invested, the amount of time, energy, emotion, heart I invested into growing my business up to where it has been required something of me. And to be honest, I will say that if you don't pay in time, energy and money, you are going to pay in other ways. And this is how we become emotionally depleted. So you can't just say a mantra and invest a hundred and uh, manifest, sorry, a hundred thousand income. It does not work like that at the physical level on the earth plane where we need to physically build this. Yeah, so you can build your business with whatever energy you want. And it doesn't have to be like this whole hustle culture thing. But if you really, really want to expand and accelerate your growth and your income and everything about your business, then an investment of energy is required. And it's up to you how that energy is transcribed into the actual business building part of it. Um, I don't succumb to hustle culture anymore. I did with my previous businesses where I hustled. I worked every night. I burnt myself out. I was absolutely miserable. I had no boundaries. I would let clients talk to me on a weekend, after hours, and now coming back into the coaching and mentoring space, I've put those firm boundaries in place for myself and for my clients so that the energy of my business feels friggin' good. And understanding the quality of your energy, because we're definitely not saying go out and invest 40, 50, 60 hours a week and sacrifice everything in your life. You do not have to sacrifice yourself or your soul to be able to build your vision and your dreams. The cosmos never intended that. It can get challenging. We will need to cross our uncomfortable edges. We will need to sacrifice outdated energies and parts of ourselves that are blocking us. But it's not about working 80 hours a week because I see that all the time. I see women working 60, 70 hours a week and they're not getting anywhere. Why? Because it's the quality of energy. It's the strength of your conscious intentions. It's what you truly want to create, whether you are energetically or physically open to receive. It's being willing to go out there and put yourself in front of people. This is what it takes. And the more intentional you are with your energy, the more you are going to receive from your business. Mm. Yeah, huge one. So... What's another one that comes to to mind, Em? Another thing that is coming to mind right now about the industry is people who have been really successful in doing something that works really, really well for them. And they decide that they want to go out and be a coach. And all they know is that one way, the way that's worked for them. So people pay them thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars to be taught this one way. And really, they don't have any coaching training. They don't have any coaching experience. They just have one framework. And a lot of humans are getting really lost and confused, being told that this is the only way and it will work for you. And they actually start to feel like failures, like they can't make it in the world, like there's something wrong with them. And that really breaks my heart. Yes. So 
again, I see this all the time as well, that there is no one size fits all strategy for everyone. And I'm very strong in working with my clients in finding pathways that really resonate with them and how they want to show up in their business. And sometimes that isn't social media. Um, One of the things that gripes me about this particular subject is especially those coaches who talk about organic building of their business on social media and that's it, that they would never do ads because it feels so out of alignment and that sort of stuff. And it just, it makes me like look at it and go, well, you obviously don't understand how advertising works, especially on social media and how expansive and impactful that can be. And sure, there's a lot of crappy ads out there and there's a lot of coaches that do it wrong and don't have great success with it and waste a lot of money. But when you're doing it right and you have the right systems, it works. And so for a coach who doesn't know what they're talking about in that instance, saying that organic growth is the only way, um, when people that are more suited to having systems and automations uh, and and ads out there in the social media space, even in the spiritual community, it works, trust me, um, it just they spend so much time wasting energy on creating content and trying to do things the organic way when in fact if they just stepped back and had someone, a strategist look at their business um, who has experience in lots of different facets of building growth on on social media, they would see that there is definitely more than one way of doing things for them. The other day I was talking about this with someone and I shared with them that we all have a limited capacity in our ability to impact people directly in how many relationships we can have, in how many people we can speak to every day. That is an infinite. We all have our physical and emotional range within ourselves. And we have to decide how far we want that to go, how much of ourselves we want to give up to the world. And the only reason we would want to stick to organic reach entirely is if we value money more than time and emotion and energy. Because what paying for ads does is it frees up your time, energy and emotion. It allows you to increase your range with indirect contact with people you've never met. It allows you to put your message in front of more people. Are you willing to give up your time and energy to do that? Spending money to build your business, just like investing in a coach or an OBM, allows you to create time and passion freedom. And that's what we're all in this for, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, like there are people that have highly successful businesses running on organic strategies only. And I look at that from my strategic brain and I just think if you did ads, imagine, just imagine the growth that you could possibly be experiencing if you already nailed your organic growth so much. Adding ads into that, oh my gosh, it'd just be like, like blow up. Um but also there are a lot of people out there in the world that talk about that how they've built organic how like or share how many people they've reached on social media this month and you'll see them quite a bit in those entrepreneur type groups and there's this amazing public website called the Facebook Ads Library which I do is all the time 
for research. Um, and on the Facebook ads library, you can actually look up anyone who's advertising on Meta as a whole. So Facebook and Instagram, you can just search them up and it'll show you how many ads they're running, the actual ads, the copy, the um, videos, the graphics, everything attached to it. And let me tell you some of the times when I see people boasting about being organic and the growth that they've had that month, and I look them up on the Facebook ads library, I always see that they are actually, in fact, running ads. And it's, it is quite deceptive. Oh, that upsets me because one of my highest values is truth. I almost demand it of people that I'm in connection with. And that's one thing that really activates me more than anything else is lies people saying they're earning more money than they are, people living a life that they say they are living and they're not. I, I watch. I'm an observer. So I watch people and I see patterns and I put the equation together. I'm like, well, what you're saying you earned last month and what you said you did last month just couldn't possibly create the income you're saying you've made for the entire year. It couldn't possibly have led to the results that you're claiming individually and also for the people that you're supporting. Oh, yeah. So I see it immediately when things just aren't adding up. And uh, it really upsets me that people are buying into this deception without knowing this based Mm. on the inspiration that we feel. But there's so, so much more. And I would say to anyone who is thinking about working with someone for a particular reason, investigate, watch, witness before you invest lots of money. Yeah, like Mm. that totally, this is one of my biggest gripes of the whole coaching industry and me being part of it. uh, I don't partake in the income promoting type of content um you know for me like oh six figure earner or 10k months like i just freaking hate that language and i want to strangle any coach that that uses it because i'm like are we just not over that yet like can we move on but the deception in the income we're actually going to do a huge breakdown of that in another episode but for me it's just so obvious that um, coaches are using their income to sell their coaching. And it's like this big pyramid scheme in my mind because, um, and a coach that I love and follow, and she doesn't, she's like totally aligned to, you know, how I feel. And she's got similar values to me. She explained this yesterday, just yesterday on social media, that she's sick of seeing coaches selling their income as the reason to work with them. And she explained it. They're actually not a business coach. They have no idea of strategy at all. They're just teaching people how to make money. And it's not about building business or having impact. It's purely just that they're a money coach. (laughs) They're disguising themselves as a business coach. Um, Yeah. So I loved the way that she, she framed that. And it's so, so true. And, you know, unfortunately, I have worked with people who have been dishonest about their income. And I have some amazing clients who earn a buttload of money and never mention it. I love that. Um, you know, for me, like I am highly successful in my business, but I don't sprout on about how much money I'm making in my business because I don't think it's anyone's, um, you know, right to to get that insight. But I also never want my clients to see that I'm boasting about how much money I'm earning from them paying me because I just feel gross like that just makes me feel really gross something I said to my husband last night is that if you have to overstate something particularly 
continuously, then you've got something to hide. So I personally am not interested with anyone who's talking about their income all the time because I watch, as I just shared, I'm an observer. So I want to see what they're doing. I want to feel it. I want to have a bodily experience of what they're doing and make sure it's aligned with me. And those income declarations kind of indicate to me that they might not be earning as much as they say they are because you can see it in those people who are really living that. They don't need to say a word about it because they just are it. And my mission for myself and all the people that I work with is that we can get to a place in our business where we just simply embody it and people feel it without us even having to speak a word of it. Oh, yeah. So anyone who's just constantly repeating almost every freaking day, I earned this much this day. I had this high launch last week. Last year I earned this much and now I'm up to this much for the year. I just think, what's really going on? Honestly, what's really actually happening? And the whole including Mm. payment plans in current income, even though the money hasn't been taken yet, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of dishonesty around it. So like we just, we like want to bring this to your attention so that you can start seeing it. All of these things that we're going to mention, it's just so that you have your eyes open so that you're aware that this stuff is happening around you purely to make money from you. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, like it just, it's just not nice. And a lot of the stuff that I coach and teach on social media, is about changing our strategies and the way that we put our business out there so that it feels good, so that it's aligned with our values and our integrity. And a lot of people, even in the spiritual heart-centered space who just use a lot of you know trigger words, um, they actually are using a lot of manipulative tactics around earning money and how you invest in them. And then I guess that rolls me into the next thing for me that grinds my gears. Em, if you're happy for me to keep moving on with this. Um, yeah, it's, it's the tactics around the like actual um, sales that they're putting out into the world. So when they're creating their offers and they're putting them out there, I just really find it quite deceptive. Uh, the one that just really grosses me the most, and I've unfollowed quite a few people who I looked up to recently because they all started doing this. Obviously, they got the advice from somewhere and they all just started collectively doing it, was that the price is X today, you know, like it's it may be $18 today and then tomorrow it's going to double and then the day after that it's going to double and it's going to continue to double for seven days. So jump in early now while it's at this price. And I'm like, what is the actual value? Like, do you actually understand what the value of the offer is? Is it going to be the price at the end of the seven days? Is that how much value I'm getting? Or am I getting $18 worth of value out of this? As a consumer, it's really confusing. But as someone on the outside looking in, I find it really gross because it puts that sense of urgency that doesn't need to be there in front of people. And it penalizes people for 
not being quite ready to make a decision and also if they haven't had their pay hit their bank this week and they do have to wait another couple of days before they can get paid and they don't want to put it on a credit card or things like that. Um, you know, that's that's a huge thing for me that really annoys me uh, as a whole online is seeing these prices that double or that you've got to jump in at this price before it goes up. I'm like, but what's the point of that? Like if you actually look at it from a strategic business perspective for them, it's like, hey, I'm making more money. I'm creating a sense of urgency. So yes, I'm like getting more money out of people. But from a practical point of view, the value is the value. Your offer is your offer. Like there isn't any actual need other than you wanting to make more money from your audience for raising the prices. Do you feel that? Oh, absolutely. And it's easy to follow these trends. I think we have to follow these trends to be successful especially when really powerful influences that inspire us are doing them too. But just know that you don't need to do anything that doesn't feel alignment in alignment with you, particularly because you are going to be most successful and impactful by doing what works within your alignment. It just it doesn't matter if someone you look up to is doing something different to you. It doesn't matter if they're using a platform that you don't really want to use. Really hold the space for what pricing you want to use. And if you can't stand in authority of the price that you're putting out there, then it's a really strong signal that that is not the right path for you. Mm. Yeah. And along the similar vein of that as well, like I'm all for people being individual, being rebellious um, and just being those people that just do whatever the hell they want with their business and just changing, like actually being of influence and changing the industry. But alongside this like charging uh, for programs and, you know, sales psychology side of things, one of the things that someone uh, openly talked to me about only a few days ago. And Em, I know you've had experience with this, not personally, but with other clients as well, is this um, pressure to invest in your business. And coaches saying, I only got to this point because I invested X amount of dollars into my business for my growth. And you have to invest in your business to get to that point. One of our podcast episodes is actually going to be about if you don't want to invest in a coach at this point in your business and you don't have you know, free finances to invest, you can do these certain things to help elevate your business and start creating foundational income. But um, for me, like the pressure to invest in yourself in this industry, it's really like, ugh. Um, but not only that, like I, this person I spoke to the other day, they had all that pressure. And when they got on the sales call, the person, and they said like they don't have the money to invest in $10,000 for this coaching right now, the the sales, the closer said to them, well, you're, you're just not going to ever have success in your business then, are you? If you're not ready to invest, you're never going to be successful. You have to take this leap and know that you're going to get a return on this investment. And if you don't have the money available to you right now, you go get a credit card. People who are serious are going to take out a loan. They're going to take out a credit card. And she walked away thank. Christ. <laughs> she walked away from that going, that was disgusting and unfollowed this huge coach, this huge leader in the space that we're in. And I love that she had this conversation with me because she knew that I'm all against all of these, you know, really deceptive and, and um, psychological tactics that coaches use. 
But there are a lot of people out there that take that advice seriously and think, okay, well, I'm going to get that $10,000 back if I work with this person. So what's the harm in getting out a credit card for the time being? Um, what's the harm in you know overdrawing on my home loan to give this person money? Like, There are a lot of people out there that do invest and that we both speak to, don't we, Em, who've oh, invested yeah. tens of thousands of dollars who are no further in the business than they were before. And those are the testimonials and, and stories that won't be highlighted on sales pages or in social media. There are so many bad experiences from working with strategists and coaches, um, in particular, you know, not the the healers and and those other people that we work with, but mostly the coaching space. Um, They don't share that they've had, you know, less than 5% of the people join their program actually finish it or that they haven't earned a good income from it. Um, and, you know, I had someone else open up to me recently who said that they'd paid a lot of money to be part of a mastermind. And through that six-month mastermind, it just felt like really dodgy coaching calls the whole time. It wasn't in the same energy that was advertised. It felt really, really bad. Um, and and so they've basically wasted all this money and they approached that coach and said, look, this, this isn't for me. Uh, this isn't really what was advertised and I'm wondering if I can get out of this payment plan and just stop and, and leave. And that coach said, absolutely no, you ticked the terms and conditions on the checkout and you're stuck. So keep going with the mastermind. Oh, the worst one was quite a similar story where the space holder of that actually shared, no, you're just in resistance. So this is actually what you need to be able to get you to the next level. And even though I'm a spiritual coach, even though I run in those circles, I find that absolutely gross when these threats, when those sort of statements are used to try and the only term coming to mind right now is bully. Bully people into staying where it doesn't feel right for them to stay. There's so much of this happening. And these the encouragement to go into debt, that's another thing that I see is really, really harmful. That says more about the coach than it does about the person. And I also have witnessed, I've observed in many, many, many clients, I've seen it in myself, that when we overinvest and we don't have confidence in being able to pay that back, is that we enter a state of survival and our creative flow shuts down, the quality of our energy drops, we drop into a heaviness, and there's almost a state of panic that happens, and we cannot build a business successfully in that state. So if you're feeling that you're being pressured in any way, it's time to walk away. Be grateful for their time. Perhaps you you don't need to be aggressive in the way you respond to that. But if you've got that sense that working with someone is just not the right thing to do, then honour that. This is part of the sacred boundaries that is growing a mission-driven business. Now, I... I'm a big believer in coaches and finding the right support, but I've also had experience where I've invested $5,000 a month for a coach 
And I wasn't coerced into that in any way, but I didn't listen to the inner signals that something wasn't right about this. I loved it. I had fun. Fun and I grew personally, but the reason I was doing this coaching was to grow my business. And if anything, that went backwards. Well, it it did. I, I started to struggle with my own personal things rather than investing that energy into my business. So I've invested so much money in people based on wanting something that couldn't be fulfilled at that point. And I hired those people for the wrong reasons. So you need to go inwards when you're looking to work with someone. Is this what I need? Can this person support me in this? What do I really need? What do I really truly need right now? Because it might not be what we think we need. And especially if you feel like you're being coerced, it could actually be at your detriment. Yeah, so aside from like the bullying and the pressure tactics that I used face-to-face with these coaches, because like I experienced it recently on a sales call with a closer as well, when I thought that I was actually talking to the coach that I I thought I might want to work with and it just was a bad experience. The other side of like bullying and um, like pressure, I feel is in those old school sales tactics in copywriting. And I'm still seeing heart-centered, soul-led entrepreneurs still using pain points in their sales copy as a way to get people to convert from their audience into a client and get them into programs and offers. And I just think to myself, like, again, are we not past this? Like, are we not aware that pain points just don't work on consumers like they used to? People are so more aware of pain points now. And because of the world that we live in, we you know, we have to be quite aware of, of trauma. And a lot of the time, these pain points that people are using in their sales copy are just picking, like nitpicking and picking at scabs of people's trauma in their past to make them feel less worthy and, you know, less than. And those pain points are just awful. And when I see them being used in sales copy, I just really like, I I just get like, oh, I just don't like this. It doesn't feel good. And, And yes, you might be pointing out things that I hate about myself or my business, but that doesn't make me feel good about working with you bring those to my attention. You can do those in such a different way that is more empowering and talking about obstacles rather than these pain points and these trigger points and and trauma prodding at people to help them make decisions. I just think as a community of of people who are saying that we're heart-centered, why are we still using these tactics? There's a lot of pressure for others to use them as well. And a lot of these coaches are using past chaos and and past trauma in themselves to sell their coaching. And I've even spoken with you about this, Stace, where you feel like you don't have a painful enough story to be able to put into your sales marketing to be able to sell your products. And that's just Mm. simply not true. 
so much of what we see out there now is pain-based and there's a lot of encouragement that we have to be vulnerable and we have to share all of who we are and we have to share our darker selves but we also have to know exactly what our clients are going through at every moment of the day and we, we need to focus on those because if we don't we're just not going to be able to connect with people we're not going to be able to understand them properly they're not going to want to work with us and it's all bs honestly because the leaders the creators the healers the coaches of this world are so tired of being dragged down into this energetic spiritual void where everything hurts people are wanting to move beyond that and there's a wave of women I should say humans, awakening to this truth. Actually, I want to feel good. I want to move towards what inspires me. I want to create a business that allows me to follow my passion. I just don't want to think about my pain all the time. And I will say that you don't need Mm. to share your pain or trigger other people's pain to have a real relationship and inspire people. This is about drawing people in with that magnetic energy that uplifts people, that allows them to become the greatest possible version of themselves, that allows them to move out into the world and inspire others. So you all get to rebel against that because Stace and I absolutely friggin' are. We just don't do that. Mm. Yep, that's that's exactly right. Yep, for sure. What else <laughs> comes to mind? We have a huge list like of things, but is there anything else that you want to just quickly skim over? Like I said, we're going to go into each of these in more details, especially things like the pain points and how um, you can market in magnetic ways or other than just talking about income. We're going to break all of that down into some really cool stuff in other episodes. One thing that's coming to mind now is a lot of people doing something in business and being moderately successful, if even that, and then deciding that they want to be a coach because there's a a strong belief that you can't be successful in business unless you're a coach of something. You kind of touched on that with the, the money mentoring before, but uh, to be honest, coaching is not going out there into the world and saying, I can help you with a gratitude practice or I have affirmations to share. Becoming a coach requires dedication to your art, and I see it as an art. And coaching takes many, many years to learn, to develop, to actually be able to perfect. So I've spoken to a lot of coaches who don't have training, and there is a lot of people out there saying you don't need training, whereas I actually completely disagree. I disagree with that because Mm. you can be a consultant of the thing that you're an expert in, but mentoring and coaching requires you to be able to support people exactly where they are in, in their problems, to be able to deal with objections, to be able to carry them through transformations, and we need to develop that as a skill. So a lot of people are being called in to work with coaches who, to be honest, aren't really coaches. They're they're learning things off the internet. They've done a course in something and they decide they want to be a coach in it. They decide because they've made some money, they're going to be a money coach. What even that really means, if you're just looking at the money itself, that's a result. That's not the journey itself. And there are a lot of people out there who have no idea what they're doing 
no idea how to take people from where they're at to where they want to go and they're charging for it and that really really frustrates me yeah yeah I I guess I have my my opinions about this as well but just the thing that comes to mind as well is because when they don't actually have experience as a trained professional coach what tends to happen with the coaching in quotation marks that they do provide is that their clients start sounding like them their clients start creating the same content. Everything starts feeling and looking the same. And I see this quite a lot um, where they don't actually know how to coach people's individually into them or out of them so that things just become like carbon copy because they're not quite trained on how to do that properly. Now, saying that, I'm not a professional trained coach either, but I don't call myself a coach. I'm a business mentor. I've built several successful businesses. So I mentor people through this space. I'm trained in digital marketing. I have a diploma in in social media marketing and obviously graphic design. So for me, I have a lot of experience that I can bring through to mentor other people. I don't coach. I don't ask questions. I don't help people with their evolutionary processes. I'm not light and fluffy. I just tell it like it is. I look at someone's business and I say, hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. These are some options. What do you think? Let's go. Um, And so, you know, there are so many different terms that people could be using. Like you said, consultant, mentor. It doesn't have to be that you're just a coach of all the things. Yeah. But you've also earned your experience, Stace, and a lot of people are out there who've been doing one-on-one work and seen all the problems and supported people through those problems for five, ten years have earned their experience, their range of expertise. They've earned that. But the issues are, are coming where people are in an industry or they're working one role, supporting people with one thing, and then deciding they want to make more money and then going out there and claiming that title as the coach. Mm. So personally, I've invested over $50,000 in becoming properly trained in coaching, in transformational practices, in spiritual development. So I take this very, very seriously. I'm highly passionate about it. And the transformational journey, whether it's practical or personal, is an art And respecting that is something that I value so incredibly much. Being able to support people through the stumbles, through the expansion, and not just picking and choosing which bits we want to deal with when, because that comes to another thing, is that people promising Voxer trainings or Voxing coaching, Voxer coaching, and not actually being there for them. Maybe that's because they're not really able to support them in the way those people need to be supported but again there's a lot of promises made here that aren't followed through yeah yeah absolutely and um you know it's like going off the voxer trend at the moment there are so many trends in our industry um especially in like the online programs and office space whether you are a healer or an intuitive person or um, you're a mentor or a coach whatever that looks like for you there is just so much cookie cutter and like I try and do things a little bit differently whenever possible. I try to innovate these processes and do things differently. Um, but everything just feels so same, same out there at the moment. And you see these trends and then you, I guess it comes from seeing people 
who are successful and then trying to replicate what they've done um, when really what we should be doing is trying to innovate and trying to, to build things differently and do things like a freaking genius that people go, oh, I wish I had thought of that. I want to do it that way too. And then get people to follow you rather than just following all the trends and the systems that everyone else are using in their their businesses. Yes. And it's very easy to slip into a pattern of looking outside of us for validation. I know I've done that before. It's mm. It can be difficult to trust ourselves, especially when we're stepping into the unknown and going, well, who else, who else has done that that shows me it can be successful? Where else can I find yeah. evidence that this will work? It's very, very easy to do that. But the key here, Stace used this word, is innovate, allowing that inner rebellion to come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both have Aquarius in our blueprints and uh, the archetype of Aquarius, and one of them is the rebel. And I want to encourage you to engage that inner rebel and trust your instincts. You know what? I'm going to try this because what's the worst thing that can happen? But it's not the right coach for you if you're feeling like you're being pushed into something that you feel isn't going to be working for you, that you feel is out of alignment, that isn't true to your values. We each have uh, an honor code that we typically align with in life or we do when we're in alignment with that anyway but it is easy and I will say this out loud with conviction it's not like any of our flawless beings who've done everything right always forever is that it is easy to fall out of that when we have those moments of doubt and those stumbles and a lot of coaches will capitalise on that doubt and insecurity and say, well, I've got the answers. And this is why I talk about frameworks and not formulas. Each of us Mm. out there will have our own framework, but that supports every client individually. Yep. Wow. I mean, we could keep unpacking all of these things for so long. (laughs) We just wanted to kind of skim over the surface of a couple big ones, just again, so that you're aware. So you look at social media in a different light so that you can make really conscious decisions, knowing what's really happening as an industry underneath all of the the glitz and glam of content. And I like loved having this conversation today. I think um, there are so many others that we will be diving into. This is like uh, definitely a huge part of of why we're here. We're going to shake the hell out of this industry. We're going to shake it up, right? Like, um, yeah, we're here to create change. Yes, compassionate honesty. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Ruthless honesty. Yeah. Ruthless. Loving ruthlessness is is one of my mantras. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we might leave it there today. Uh, We've got so many more episodes coming right at you. If you would like to join in the conversation about this, we highly encourage that because we don't want you just listening. We want you to be part of this. So make sure you join the Mission Driven Women community over on Facebook. You'll find a link in the podcast info and the episode notes of today's episode. We'd love for you to jump on over and have these conversations with us 
be part of that. And of course, always we are available in the DMs. You can just DM either of us on social media and we will have a chat with you uh, and bring you into this whole community and this vibe that we are building. So again, thank you for joining us. I'm so excited to be connecting with you here again very, very soon. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.